This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 107.1. Uh, if you missed last hour, Bradley was on a journey. He mm. was uh, recounting the relationship of Shamila, which is Sean Mendez, and uh, Camila Cabello, and just uh, recounting, you know, the timeline. And we got to a certain point, and then that darn music started to play. I left you on a cliffhanger. Yeah, so we went through from Senorita and all of their songs in between, and their holding of hands, and their breaking up and now we're to the point where it's a current time <sighs> it's the uh moment we've all been waiting for the rekindling <laughs> of a much ballyhooed love so all right fast forward they're apart they've been dating other people and then and then on april 15th on instagram courtesy of one camilla cabello we find uh, or no, 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 no. That's I, I'm getting myself backwards because the the timing th- this has all been executed just brilliantly. So on April fifteenth, we find out that they were making out at Coachella. That was actually what TMZ or somebody got the video. I was on a cruise, but you guys talked about oh, it. Yeah, that they were seen like canoodling at Coachella, right? Oh yeah. So that happened on April. Well, you found out on April 15th. It had happened on the 14th of April. Okay. News reports. Thank you. So that's all we know. Like they're apart. And then all of a sudden, beep, boop, boop, beep. There they are canoodling. <laughs> that's interesting. I what's, wonder what's going on. Four days later, something happened. Four days later, she released a clip of a song. Hmm. Interesting. Not just any song, mind you, about her and a guy. Hope he's at Coachella. Hoping <laughs> literally said that in He's it. at Coachella. And is this ever going to end? Kind of a theme vibe. Like, is our is this is just going to always be there? This love. And also, Don. And also, Don. She captions the clip four twelve. Yeah. Which means it aligns with the timeline of that them they've at created. Coachella. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So I don't know what's true. I don't know what sparks are actually burning uh, underneath their pantaloons <laughs> for each other. Yeah. Or their petticoats. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I'm, you know, young love, sure, great. But, but this entanglement for the purposes of music. And also, here's the interesting thing. I was like, well, why are we... So we learned all of that, right? That she dropped a snippet. It wasn't the full song, because that song hasn't been released. I don't think she's released music since 2021. Maybe there was something in 2022, but I think 2021. Anyway, so she's got that snippet in April about a song. And that song, by the way, is called 
June gloom. June gloom. Okay, what month comes after May? June. Yeah. So I wonder if we're seeing them like yesterday or whatever day it was, because remember, that's what got me thinking about all of this, them holding hands and so doing stuff. the full stuff. song that she wrote that included Choba- Chobella, <laughs> Chobata Buns, and Coachella, that's called June Gloom? Yeah. Well, I don't get that. Well... That's because we haven't gotten to June yet, and the song hasn't dropped. So she's insinuating that she was writing it then, and she's now finished it, and it's called June Gloom. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just saying, like, I am not surprised if they are, like, showing up in public in May, that there might then be a song released in June, which, by the way, we already know her next song is called June Gloom. (laughs) But it involves something that happened in April. Yeah, as well. so it's the, the beginning of the relationship, right? So that story is likely going to tell like how they got back together, <laughs> or at least hint to that, which again, this yeah. is just every single significant moment in their alleged relationship. I shouldn't say alleged because, you know, that just seems unfair, but it is kind of alleged because anyway. They haven't confirmed it. Well, they did, but their relationship. In their publationship, every single significant moment in their publationship has been marked by a song. And a song, again, that you would have to have me believe was written, produced, and done like within days of the thing actually happening. So mm. that's why I just think this whole thing is delicious. It's weird because Senorita took 15 months. Yeah, but yet you'd have to believe that because <clears throat> she was in a relationship when she wrote that song with yes. her. Or not, well, she did actually... Because trust me, I went deep and read this article on like how that song came to be from the the producers and the musicians. And by the way, one of the writers on that song, along with Sean and Camilla, has written like for so many people. And I just have so many questions for her. But anyway, moral of the story is she was in a relationship like we never got any of that story. So did you and Sean, were you like getting hot and heavy? While you were in the relationship, like there's none of that. It's all just this like perfectly narrated story time that just, you know, perfectly lines up with dates. It seems oddly familiar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because Uh, it happened in the past. We just got an email from Teresa that said in SoCal, it's May, Gray, June, Gloom. Oh, yeah, because it's like May and June. Anyway, okay. I didn't know that. But moral of the story is I'm fascinated and just wait for something to happen in June. Now, should we move along to what we were actually going to talk about in this segment? Oh, sure. If you want to, or we can continue to talk about this. No. Okay. No, I mean, I got all my I got all my bits and pieces. Okay, out. great. All right. Well, I am interested to see what's happening next with that and the song. And yeah. What's gloomy? Have they already broken up? That's the thing. So they like got back together and broke up already? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's why it's June gloom. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Like we got back together and then in June things went south. But June hasn't happened yet. I guess we'll find out. Do you should we talk about the coronation stuff? Uh well, we can just talk about that later in the hour, shall yeah, we? Since let's it's time do that. to move along. Yeah, I don't want to shortchange that. All right. When we come back. Our good friend Mike saw a movie. Mike, I don't know. Did we tell you we were going to do this? Uh, no, but I'm happy to chat. Do about you want to tell us? Do you want to tell us about the movie? I do. You saw I really night? do. Good. Yes. And also, Fabulous. can you squeeze in that you finished beef? Oh yes, I did okay. finish Hopefully beef as well. Hopefully, it's enough time. If we not, time. we can. Yeah. All right, we'll check in with Mike when we return right here on My Talk 107.1.
Here's a little mini experience from Donna and Steve. Matthew McConaughey, he is hosting. Wait a minute. No? Okay. Now's the time to do it. I want you to make your regular checkup appointment with my friends at Dakota Dental. Why? Well, because they're great dentists and... They make the whole process super easy. So you call up, make your appointment, you'll get your reminder. Then you're going to bebop down to their beautiful office right there in Apple Valley. Super convenient for the Metro. And you're going to get some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. I know that because I've been a patient there for the last few years. I started going because of a dental emergency and they were able to get me in super quick. In fact, Dr. Ashburn took great care of me. I had chipped a front tooth. Uh, The other front tooth, by the way, long story short, I ended up losing the crown that I had on that tooth and I'm going to be getting a dental implant and so I'm on that dental implant journey right now follow along or just make your appointment today at dakotadental.com Tuning up your air conditioner isn't enough. Not enough. Comfort Matters Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing will make your AC run like the day it was born. Not enough. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We love movies. We love going to the movies. And Mike saw a movie last night that I think everybody wants to see. Yeah, and based on the numbers everybody's going to see this weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes, yes, What'd you think? Yes. What'd you think? Give us your uh, hot take. Um, now, uh, we've talked about Marvel in the past. It would be difficult for me not to enjoy this movie because I am a huge fan of Marvel, and I'm going to go in with an open mind and be excited and going to see characters that I love and everything. Well, can I also uh, say, yeah. just to add to that, I think, too, for the general audience, like this is one of the Marvel movies I actually enjoyed and didn't feel like I needed to know all this like back story and like which universe and blah 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 yeah. like it was a it, an accessible marvel film yes that's one of the things i think it it always featured it had that charm it had that humor that goofiness to it that was something it really always has and this movie did have that and i did enjoy it with that being said oh my goodness it was busy there was oh, the movie was busy yes a lot like happening. they just were they trying to shove too much in or what do yes. you mean by busy so marvel in the past they've done really good origin stories they've done really good redemption arc stories they've done really good character debut movies they've done really good series wrap-up movies this movie tried to be all four of those things in one. Oh no and it was just too much okay way too much now on top of that i will just say i have a buddy who's going to be going tonight and i asked him i said are you bringing the kiddos because you would think marvel gardens of the galaxy bring the kids i'm going to warn you real quick these are the darkest themes that we've ever had in marvel in marvel yeah oh wow okay when you say dark like give me like what do you mean so and i'm not i'm not giving no i'm not giving anything away well first off we do have our first ever f-bomb in the mcu so that happens in this movie um but uh not not just uh the that side of things hear such language i know but the idea of and um the origin story part i'm not giving anything away you find this out in the first seconds of the movie this really serves as an origin story for rocket raccoon Oh. Now, Rocket Raccoon, who's the lovable Bradley Cooper voiced yeah. raccoon, space raccoon, um, we get little clips during the series of these movies about him and maybe his like anatomy a little bit, just like references to it, looking at how he's built and things like that. We find out, and built is the right word, and it is disturbing. Oh. And it's disturbing the detail they go into. Oh, my God. And I, and I just mean it from... An animal lover standpoint, if you yeah. love animals or you have children that love animals, it's going to be a little harsh. To, yes, 
like very. Now, I mean, this is this is Marvel. We had Thanos slap his fingers and eliminate half the population. So, I yeah. mean, there's been themes of, you know, even genocide and things like that. But you but, don't want to hurt little furry aminos. Yeah. Oh, my Basically. Gosh. And it is like to the point where Sarah and I looked at each other at one point where we're just like, I- I'm uncomfortable. This is kind of. And I, they do it in such a fun oh, way no. that I think they think it's going to kind of go over to the kids' oh. heads and the kids are going to laugh along like, because oh, they're cute. No. And I'm like, yeah, but if you really think about what's happening here, that's just, I don't know. Wow. Dark. I'm interested because you haven't really said anything, but you're insinuating. Yeah. yeah and I don't want to give it away. I don't right, spoil I like anything, that. But, you're doing yeah. a great job, like not telling us. But I will just warn you. And again, as I told my buddy, if you're bringing the kiddos, just prepare them a little bit that there's going to be some, un- there might be some uncomfortable moments if, if they catch on to kind of what's happening. So okay. that's a big thing for me. And I know we'll have uh, Paul kind of talk about the movie as well. Yeah. But to me, I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Glad I went to it. We'll probably go to it again, quite honestly, in the theater, just because it's that type of movie. You want to see it in a theater. But it, it was a lot going on. So just to remind the audience, our good friend Paul McGuire yeah. Grimes will join us at 2.15 to tell us what he thought about a couple other things, but including Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So maybe you guys can uh, riff off of that conversation sure. with each other. Now, I have to get to the thing that you also put in your note <laughs> about seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, because I think this is a conversation I am excited to have. And Don, I'm curious what you think as well. You put in your note, who on, can I read this? Yeah. Who on <laughs> yeah. this earth physically can, all caps, and chooses, all caps, to watch a movie in real 3D? So here's the story behind that. We get there to the movie and we show up at 830 is the start time. And they're like, oh, it's theater 13. We've been to this theater a bunch of times. And we're like, wait, 13. That's a really small theater. This is opening night. Why is it so small? This doesn't make any sense. So we get down there and I'm like, yeah, there's not a lot of people here. This must just be a bizarre time. We start watching the trailers. The first four or five trailers roll through. And all of a sudden it says... Hey, and it's like the the group from the new like Disney animated uh, movie Elementals or something. Hey, now time to put on your real 3D gla- glasses. And I'm like, uh, oh. what? Oh, no, we're not doing. Everybody else is like shuffling oh, no. through, grabbing oh, the glasses. No. Did, Did you, you know? Get we, we didn't know we were going to 3D. We accidentally bought the wrong tickets. Oh. I'm like, okay. I haven't seen a 3D movie in a long time. To grab them. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be, you know, an experience that I haven't seen a movie in 3D in probably 10 years. I'm like, they've got to get better. The last one I saw was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. I think mine was probably like the OG Avid. No, I guess it would have been maybe Avenger. I don't know. It's been a while. I run out. I get a pair of glasses. I'm like, we're going to work our way through this. Get two (laughs) glasses. Come in there. Get her glasses. She puts it on. Put mine on. The Mm -hmm. next trailer to come up is Disney's The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 35 seconds in, I'm salivating because I can feel myself about to vomit. Uh-oh. Oh, no! I am- oh, my! I am horrible with, yes, I'm horrible with motion sickness. Uh And I'm thinking, oh, this has got to be better than it used to be. It wasn't. It's even more real. You have to like look at the floor. Look at the floor. My eyes were trying to like focus on these things that are, I'm showing the two of them like on the sides here, like the peripheral of your eyes. Mm -hmm. It's like this bar that my eyes were trying to focus on while watching the scenes. And I'm just like. I'm getting really nauseous oh, right now. No. So oh, I eventually, we, I, I can't do 35 seconds in. Well, I took the glasses off. They're about off, to like, go to space, Mike. Which, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I've been on those rides at Disney mm-hmm. where you're just like, <laughs> when they're flying around in space. So we immediately left the theater. I talked to the folks and they were amazing and awesome and allowed us to flip out and go to a later on show. Oh, good. That was not 3D. Oh, good. So oh. It worked out great. But my question came up, though, is like, how could anybody that's not like a child physically handle handle this and then i got some feedback when i I, thought it was like oh what was the feedback well no i guess other people are just calling me weird oh a lot of people a lot of people can apparently a lot of people can handle 3d i don't know i I actually thought it that you were gonna say it was from like a critical perspective because i can see that case right like sure this is silly we don't need this this is not adding anything (laughs) to the film and i've had that conversation which is why i was curious to see where you were gonna go but I didn't realize, like, yeah, you need to know that that's 3D because some people can't handle that. Yeah. Physically. And like, it's not something you can control. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just you oh, get... I get terribly carsick. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I right. I totally understand. Yep. Right, right. So, no, all in all, very entertaining movie. If you're a fan of Marvel, you're going to see it. But just be aware, darkest themes and some really dark, uncomfortable situations that we don't always see in Marvel movies. Interesting. I feel like I need to watch Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 before I go, because I've sort of forgotten what happened. You could. It's, again, to Bradley's point, it's not one that, you know, is going to throw things completely off. We mentioned stakes and kind of some of the issues that Marvel is going to be facing here, because one of the characters, anybody who's seen a trailer knows, one of the characters in this movie um, shouldn't be able to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, we learn how, okay. and it's not the same character. Oh. I'll just say oh, that. Oh, it yeah. is, but, but it it's isn't. Not. Okay. So be, interesting. And they play it well, off. That's well, a Marvel thing. And they're a little, they're also, they have a nice self aware moment too. There's a moment in there where I'm like, wait a minute. And he kind of elaborates, he being Star Lord, like, I can't explain it either. Like, almost like looking <laughs> like, into the camera, like, this doesn't make any sense, but what do I know? Like, he has a little self aware moment that is really fun that I'm glad they put in there. Oh, good. All in all, this was a nice send off. This is the final of the series. It was a nice send off for Guardians of the Galaxy. They just, I think, tried to do way too much in a yeah. short amount of time. Well, you did a lot in this moment. We didn't even get to. You we'll also... talk about beef on Monday. Okay, maybe. sounds good. I sure. want to hear what you think about that overall. Perfect. Absolutely. And when we come back, you guys, it's Friday, which means it's time for food porn, which means we're going to put things in our mouths today, courtesy <laughs> of Dawn, right here on My Talk 1071. so much fun. fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment.
The Adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Food is entertainment. It can be. And we like love. to. It is. It's love. It's, it's all kinds of things. And um, I stopped by uh, a really cute Japanese store in the Mall of America. And not only does it have snacks, but it has toys. It has all kinds of things. It is like a huge beautiful i mean it's packed in there all the time i'm not the only one who loves it so i got some cookies for us and um a little dip and sticks type of a treat thing let's do food porn yay food porn all right what do we got don uh well we have what look like biscuits or um cookies and they say confetti on them, and then also something else in Japanese that I don't know how to read, but... Checkers. Okay, checkers in Which Japanese. Which makes sense, because it looks like a little checked, like uh, almost like a checkerboard. Right, or like a, the inside of a Can I see the Battenberg box? cake. You, or did you get all the things you need out of it? Oh, no, I guess Maybe. I should get one of these. Thank little, you. It's so cute, like the packaging inside, they're not just, you know, like Lorna Dunes. Lined up in there. <laughs> Just Lorna Dunes. Um, yeah, they look. They, Mike, do you have one? I got them. Individually Fabulous. packaged. Oh, and it does say checker on the package. Does so, it? really yes. cute. Uh, these are very cute. They look like little shortbread biscuits. Yes. Very tasty. This is what I was. I have a hard time deciding and picking out things. And I stood in front of these aisles for a long time trying to choose what I was going to get. So. Made with real European butter. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Who wants to take the first bite? Go for it. You've already got it okay. open. Mm-hmm. Stick it in your pie hole. They're very mm. cute. Well, like most things Japanese, kawaii, kawaii. as the Japanese would say, which oh my just means gosh. cute. Um, oh. And? Love it. Are they yummy? I can tell it, the difference between the chocolate and the blonde part. They smell rich. They smell really, really like rich chocolate. If you give it a whirl, oh, that's yeah, they butter. Do. That's just pure yeah, butter. Yeah, they do smell like yummy butter cookies. Uh, all right, stick it in your pie They're hole, so Mike, and, and give us a uh, oh wow accurate appreciation. Mm. I love how they're not <clears throat> crunchy, but they're not soft. They almost just kind of like fall. You, you bite melts. into them, it just kind of like yeah, it just melts, and it it's doesn't... real. Yeah, I think that's that the, is. Yeah, you put that in your mouth, and it kind of crumbles, but almost melts crumbly. It's almost like sandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the perfect shortbread. I've been reading about, try, mm. because I don't have a shortbread recipe, I have uh, a millionaire bar recipe that has a shortbread base. So I've been trying to find one that's really mm. good. And it's like, I've been reading a lot about what you need. It needs to be, so it doesn't crumble in your hand, but also it like literally melts in your mouth. Right, because it's like a short, do. it's a short, well not short crust, but it's yeah. like a short It is, yeah. pastry. It is. So it's yes. supposed to have that like crumbly texture, but like you said, you don't want it to be like. Pfft. Yeah. So this is. That's really good. I really like that. I'm going to have Very to delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. So you want to rate that first or you want to try the oh, next yeah. one? Oh, let's, yeah. Let's rate this. Um, for a shortbread cookie out of five. So if you were going to do like zero to five, zero being the most disgusting thing you ever put in your mouth or five being the most delicious thing that's ever crossed your lips. Um, I would say it's a 3.1. Wow. <laughs> so specific. Well, that's because I've tasted a shortbread cookie here in 
that's just the best shortbread cookie you will ever have. Let me give props to Dueling Grandma's Shortbread. Oh, okay. Where's that? Um, you Somewhere can, in the Twin Cities? It is, yes. Oh, okay, um, cool. Actually, Jason Matheson had this baker on his show, and you'll just love the story. I'm sure you can probably find it on Facebook or oh, online sure. somewhere and just look up Jason's show and Dueling Grandma's. It's a cute story because it's both of his grandma's recipes, and then he like combined them together. Oh, cool. And it, they're the best shortbread cookies you could ever imagine having. They're so good. Okay, but so that would be a five, but this one you gave a 3.1. for a package product, you know? Because, I mean, yeah, because I've never had those cookies, this yeah. is the best shortbread package cookie I've ever had in my life. Oh, my awesome. God. I, I love how it just, like you said, melts in there and is that, is that sandy tech. I'll give it like a 4.6. Oh, my right. gosh. Yeah. I would say definitely as like a packaged cookie, right? Like, I don't feel like it's fair to judge it against like a homemade cookie, sure. but I would say a packaged cookie, that's right up there. I mm-hmm. would give that a solid, what did you give it, Mike? 4.6. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.25. There you go. Nice. Because I do think it's better. Like, that's a real cookie. You know how sometimes you get those butter cookies and you're like, no, nah, nah, nah. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. This is really good. So thank you, Don. Now, what else do you have for us to stick in our pie holes oh. on this delicious uh, porn food porn Friday? I almost said <laughs> Japanese porn Friday. No, it's oh, no. food porn Friday, <laughs> Japanese edition. <laughs> Okay, so this is the I just the packaging on this is so cute. It's very cute. It's really cute. It has a panda. I actually there were three different versions of this, and um, one of them the panda is not winking, but this one had the winking panda. <laughs> it's not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> a winking panda. <laughs> but I have no mean, idea what it actually says um, because sometimes. Uh, the Japanese language, the the way it's written and what I can understand is very simple, but it gets really bubbly. Yeah. And so what does it say, Bradley? <laughs> what is Can this? I just see? The, yeah. So that's in, uh, okay, so that just says Yan-Yan. Yan-Yan, I'm assuming, is the name of the panda. And I looked it up and uh, is there like a famous panda named Yan-Yan? I don't mm. know. Uh, but it says, it's very delicious and fun. And oh my gosh. yeah, it's basically, what are you laughing at? Well, the first article that comes it's up, it says Yan Yan, yes. constipated panda back, back from, from the, the dead. dead. We all did. <laughs> so we all got the same like, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to think about that as I'm okay, eating the chocolate cream you, you, um, from Yan Yan. Yes. You were restraining yourself. And of course I just, it says Yan Yan, uh, and then chocolate cream. Uh, I, I don't have my glasses on, but I could put them on. Anyway, um, these look like, you know what it reminds me of is, I, well, I forget what the brand name would be, but those little cookie sticks with like a chocolate dip, right? Yes. Do you want to open it? Yeah, it's like a, oh, okay, I'm going to open it, and it looks like there's a three-part system here. Okay. So, oh, yes. It has, it's like. They look like little pokey. I think people would know pokey. Pokey. Oh, I thought that was pocky. Thanks for correcting. Yeah, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Pocky. I mean, Americans. Oh, my gosh. What? Okay, so I just pulled out the stick that you dip it in. Okay. It's, look at the detail. It has words written on each little stick. Oh, my gosh. What does it say, Bradley? uh, Remember, uh, let's see. Oh, God. Okay, hold on. Oh, my God. I can't. Well, that is, yeah, you really wouldn't be able to see. 
It says there's a little panda face, and it says, Bosai no hi wa itsu. I don't know what uh, Bosai means. I'd have to look that up. Something day. When is this day? Yeah, and there's a question mark at the end. Yeah, it's like, when is it? I don't know what Bosai. Can you look up Bosai? Uh-huh. B-O. I'll look it up. But anyway, you're right. There's these cute little things on the cookies. Okay. So that must be like, you know, on the Laffy Taffies, on the wrappers, they got jokes, maybe? Well, it's not... Oh, it keeps correcting to bonsai. Um, Hmm. Okay, I might need to say it in my translation app. No, we'll figure it out. Okay, well, that is just the detail. I love the level level of detail. That's why I freaked out. Now, I'm not going to double dip. I'm going to dip it in this and swirl it in this chocolatey substance and then you dip it in sprinkles all right so do the thing mm-hmm. i'll pass it on to you oh okay there's something called bosai no he oh my gosh that's really good we gotta mm. oh so it's a question for kids when is this it's a holiday september 1st is bosai no he in Japan. So it's like, it's basically, they're just like, hey kids, when is this date? So you get to answer a question. Oh my like, God. I'm sure they're each different. Yeah. So uh, do you want to run this over to Mike and he can. I do. So you do dip you in the dub- chocolate. Dip in the chocolate. Dip it in the sprinkles. Mm. It's good, isn't it? Surprisingly. You know what? It reminds me of those panda, the other panda treat. Like those crackers with the chocolate inside. Oh, those are really good. Okay, Mike is in our studio here, and he's those crackers dipping, are good. Dip too. it, dip it more than that. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of crack cookies. You want to save? Okay, sure. You dip it in. Just the do it. Just sprinkle it, Mike. It's all fine. We're all friends here. Yeah, it's no problem. You can dip your stick in our sprinkles. <laughs> I don't know. That's uncomfortable. Oh my god, he left. <laughs> He slammed the door. Okay, you guys. That's just a fun, like, that's, I mean, I love that. It's like treat. an educational. Can you hand me another thing. one? I just want to see what the other ones say. Yeah. If they all say the same thing. I've got to take some pictures so people can see which what I've purchased. Oh, geez. That's oh, good. Geez. I like that. It's a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because sometimes when you have little kitschy things like this here, they're not that it's, exciting. It's kind of like trash. <laughs> it's but kind of like trash. What do you mean? Trash candy, but this is like, this is good. Wow, this one has way too many. Like, you can't even read what that says. It's so small. Okay. This is obviously for children with good eyesight because (laughs) anybody over the age of like 40 is not going to be able to read all of these tiny, tiny little words. Okay. Cute. Dawn. Why? On a zero or a zero to five scale of stick candy? Yon, yon (laughs) cookies. Um, I would say that is 2.4. 2. 2.4? 2. Okay. For some stick candy. I mean, it's stick candy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you give it? 2.25. I'm going to give it a 2.75. Oh, Because it's right. fun and you get to learn Japanese as a result. So I feel like it gets bonus points because... The children learn it's about not just the holidays. Oishi. It's also... Um, oh, you're just here. You, 
Didn't I say that it was fun and delicious? Yes. You just said that. Wow. All In right. Japanese. Do you Don, want to dip it? No, thank you. Okay. I'll uh, I'll uh, say let you guys enjoy the chocolate. And Don, real quick, we did get a call there. Can you remind everybody where you got these from? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, this that Japanese store. It's called, uh, read the bag, Bradley. <laughs> well, I don't, is that the name of the store? Yes. It's um, Ebisu. Ebisu in the Mall of America. It's on the third floor. And the only thing I can say is it's kind of. Yeah, it's called Ebisu. Down from a shiatsu massage place, I believe. Um, yeah, Not you can you find know. it, Ebisu. And it, the the logo, it's yellow and red, and it has a guy who's super happy with red cheeks. Founded October 2013 in Osaka, Japan, Ebisu is a unique life store that offers thousands of product categories from Japan. Quality, happiness, and harmony are core values of Ebisu. Uh, Wonderful. High quality comes from our willingness to provide the best products to our consumers. That's fun. I'm going to have to check it out the next time I'm at the mall. Dawn, it's thank fun. You. It's usually super busy. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, who doesn't love all things Japanese? I know. When we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, from uh, Japanese snacks to Jenna Ortega ticking people off on the picket line. We'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Remember that one time on Jason and Alexis? Now, look, I don't have hate in my heart for Katy Perry. I I enjoy her music. I'm a Katy fan. But I don't understand why she sang this song. I'm so glad we had this time together. Yeah, it's very affected. It's... It's what? I, 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 I don't like it. Is that Here it is. Because I'm Carol singing it. Why didn't she just sing it? Carol, that would have been perfect. I didn't even let Carol speak. <laughs> she didn't say what? Jason and Alexis in the morning. Now with producer Holly. Listen live six to nine or anytime on the My Talk website or app. Yes, you do, my talkers. Now, look, if you're like most people, you probably haven't thought much about your home's air conditioner for the past few months. And I don't blame you. It's been, why would you? It's been disgustingly cold out. But the last few days, the last week or so, things are warming up. But it's now to that time of year that I want you to think about calling my friends at Hero to get them out for an AC tune-up. They're offering you a wonderful deal. My friends at Hero are going to give you that AC tune-up for just $69. Now, here's the best part. I mean, in addition to the fact that they're going to do a great job. We did this with our furnace uh, last fall. That AC tune-up is going to come with a 365-day no-breakdown guarantee. So you can just go about your business blissfully ignoring the AC other than it's keeping you cool all summer long. Thanks to my friends at Hero. $69 AC tune-up just for you. Head to Call Hero.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Hi, Joe Massiarchin with the Lakeville Area Art Center with an exciting announcement introducing the downtown Lakeville Art Crawl, Saturday, May 13th. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. That's what you're listening to on My Talk 1071. We all know the writer's strike has started and um, there are a lot of things about the writer's strike that... You know, people are out picketing. Some celebrities have taken the opportunity to pop out there for a second and make an appearance. Well, Jenna Ortega has made an appearance with some writers on the picket lines, but she isn't there. (laughs) She's not actually there, but her name sure is. Yes, this is what I mean by this. They have not forgotten that 
Jenna Ortega, star of Wednesday. We know all know Jenna Ortega. Uh, that was just such a huge success. I mean, people just are probably still watching it. Well, she was on um, Armchair Expert, uh, Dax Shepard's podcast, and um, she revealed that she changes her lines and repeatedly had to put her foot down on set when it came to how Wednesday would act, mm. her character. Mm-hmm. So this is what the writers are not forgetting. They've included her on the picket signs. I'll get to that in a second. She said, there were times on the set where I even became like unprofessional in a sense. I just started changing lines. The script supervisor thought I was going with something and I would have to sit down with the writers and they would be like, wait, what happened with this scene? And I would have to go through and explain why I couldn't do certain things. Mm. So those remarks sparked an immediate backlash from TV writers, uh, and now they're getting in a few jabs on the picket line. Oh, yeah. So some of the signs were just, they're basically like Writers Guild on strike, and then there is a white space for you to write whatever you personally want to write. Some of them said, um, without writers, Jenna Ortega will have nothing to punch up. Yeah, I saw that one. I thought that was particularly <laughs> delicious. Yes. Um, we also have um, rewriting is writing. See you in the line, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you, girl? Come on. Jenna Ortega better be back from New York for her afternoon shift on the picket line. Ugh. Yikes. So, yeah, well, um, I mean, I feel like, you know, writers probably, some of them, obviously taking the opportunity to, to make uh, an make hay on this particular issue but i imagine just like if you're reading that story and that inner it does come across when you read it i'm not a writer i'm not an actor but from where i sit i could see how a writer would be like wow here comes an actor thinking they you know with the attitude that they apparently know my job better than i do a person who's been doing this my entire career and and then i think about like how that must have felt on the show not to say that actors don't have a collaborative relationship with writers, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Some of them write part of the series if it's that kind of an environment. Yeah. Yeah. But but you would know that that's a thing and you would put it within the context of the relationship you're having and you just wouldn't take the opportunity to make it look like you're belittling writers in an interview. Yeah. And I wonder if it was like in a sense, she was obviously trying to make a bigger point, but at the bigger point, she used writers to make that point so she used writers at her at the wait her expense yeah uh yeah i just i don't know if she really realized the fallout from saying things oh, like i'm that. sure she does now I, i'm sure she does now but um we were talking earlier about how the this is probably she probably just feels flattered by these signs yes, out there I, it's not going to make her change her behavior yeah i like i i said look i don't know her from anyone so i don't know who she really is but the way this is portrayed i mean i do know jenna ortega is i'm not trying to belittle her her, who she is i'm just saying i don't know her personally and so i don't know if if uh the tone that was created in that interview is correct but you can imagine a person who believes that they can do a better job than writers then being like oh they're just angry because i'm good right or (laughs) like you can you can Imagine that personality, right? Like the person that would be like, they're just upset because I can do their job better than they can. And I'm not even a writer, right? Like I could see a world wherein that person exists. And if that's the case, like, uh, like 
I would want to get away from that. <laughs> exactly. Because that's not going to be fun to work with on a team. And that's the other mm. thing we were talking about. Like, this is a collaborative effort, and that just doesn't seem like a good team player. Right. If you're going to come in with the attitude that, um, like, how do you not know this is not a good line? Uh, and just the way, I mean, these are direct quotes, so this isn't like somebody saying she said this. This was on the podcast. Yeah. And that she no, you're absolutely right. I'm giving her almost too oh, much no. credit. No, no, no. But I was just kind of like the way she says, like I would have to sit down with the writers. I would have to set, like I'm gonna sit you yeah. down and tell you yeah. is kind of gross. Yeah, you're and absolutely I right. I think um, maybe because she was, she's grown up in the industry. She was a child actor. She's barely an adult actor at this point. We all know that she's, you know, came from the. Is it Nickelodeon universe or um, I don't know Disney that universe? Actually, but, but she's a singer. You know, she's got all kinds of very talented, obviously. But um, maybe she just doesn't, because of her past experience, appreciate the struggle and how hard it is in many different facets of each industry to climb the ladder. And so she doesn't appreciate like, OK, I got to keep this gig because it's just a sure thing to her. Yeah. There's not a lot of humility yeah, and there. And I would say that there yeah, there's not a lot of humility and I think we might be cutting her a little too much slack because if it reads if it comes across or if it is the way it reads a professional knows better. You're not going to talk about your coworkers in a way that belittles them, right? Like even if it's true. Mm-hmm. Like we've all been in situations where we see things and we're like, okay, I'm just going to keep that to myself because that's not kind. Right? And here's my moment to talk about the process. I'm going to be in this business for a long time. I am going to take this opportunity and use this real estate to like celebrate the people that I work with or lift them up because Mm. this is a business I'm going to have to work in for the next few decades. (laughs) And you, and now I feel like she walks onto a set and writers are going to be like, what are we yeah, walking into? Yeah, because that obviously got around. Whether it's true or not, yeah. but well, it is true because she did the interview. But yeah. but my point is like whether the perception is true or not, or whether the reality is true behind the perception, mm-hmm. the perception is still there, and that's going to affect her career. So it just seems like an inartful way to move through the world when it comes to being successful in this career yeah i think in the past people would have just been sort of um put on a list of like well we don't she is not going to get another opportunity (laughs) yeah because i don't want her you know succeed her bad behavior to be rewarded by more gigs or i don't want to put my writers through that yeah but i don't think that matters anymore i think that these streaming services are so money hungry because they're dropping series left and right. If it, they don't give things a chance. I mean, there's so many examples of that it's all about the money. So if that was such a successful show, she's going yeah. to get more Well, gifts. that's the world we know, right? Yeah, like that that's, is now, yeah. That that what's being rewarded is not the behavior. The, the, it's the success. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I wonder if she's going to speak about this. I wonder. I wouldn't if her be surprised. I mean, if I were her talk. agent, I'd be like, maybe just you know. Actually, I would put her in. Uh, you know, do do a sit down interview. Yeah. And let's talk about this. Let's give people an opportunity to hear something positive and you know thoughtful and caring and uh, loving towards writers. That's right. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, my words were taken out of context, and I just want everyone to know how much I support the work that writers are doing. And some people are not happy about those picket signs. Uh, one person on Twitter who is a writer 
um, says, I've seen these signs in person. They're the most playful and harmless stuff imaginable. This is a bald-faced attempt to weaponize an actress's fandom against a union. And they're like, blank off with this. Well, yeah, people that actually think don't criticize putting her name out there. Oh, is that what it means? 